From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's gang time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. And good morning. Welcome to Tuesday. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. I would say it feels like Monday since we – but no, we were here yesterday. For those who did not have to work and maybe slept in, congratulations – the rest of us, we had to work. Uh, so we were here. So th- it's Tuesday, and we're ready to go. Ward, good morning. How are you? Outstanding. Ryan, good morning. What's going on? I'm doing good. I got some good sleep last night for once, so I'm doing good today. Got some good sleep. Boy, that's that's awesome. Did you, did you turn in early? No, I got out at 1 yesterday. No, I'm talking about did you go to sleep early last night? Oh, yeah. I probably, probably fell asleep at like 9.30. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. I was up watching that football game. Did you watch... Georgia Tech and Clemson, anybody? I did. Ah, boy. You know, the turnovers and miscues can change the direction of a game so fast. You know, mm-hmm. Georgia Tech was hanging around. I wouldn't say they were exactly in the game. Or, well, yeah, they were in the game. I mean, but they weren't exactly moving the football. But defensively, they were they were hanging around. And, boy, then all of a sudden, there's that turnover and short field and Five yard drive, and they had, and it took them on fourth down. If you'll remember, uh, Clemson said, "Yeah, we're going for it on fourth and goal from the one," and got it in the end zone. But I, I just think the air went out of the cell right there, and and Clemson just then they commenced the beatdown, <laughs> and that's exactly what what they got out of that game. So, uh, anyway, they, uh, I just heard. Someone said, you know, Clemson would have been challenged if there would have been a better team on the field. It's week one. Isn't that a little overreaction? I mean, well, I mean, history says Georgia Tech hasn't been very good. I get right. that. But how do you know how good they are after just one game? Well, you can watch and see a little bit. I mean, that they were they were overmatched. They There's were. No doubt. And they were overmatched by one of the nation's elite teams. Yes. That does not mean that they won't have a... No, they could still have a decent year. Yeah. You just you don't know that. But they, they didn't have a chance last night. Right. But I guess my point... Well, if it would have been who? Ohio State, Alabama, if it would have been somebody like that, that's what they're reaching for. Right. I mean, and that's reaching because there's only... As you just, you just mentioned a couple of teams, there's probably... What five or six, maybe seven teams that could that's going to be in that conversation? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be many. No, I no. mean that's one of your elite teams in the country. That's why they were on Monday night. I mean, it was yeah. That, <laughs> but that's just that's that was your Monday night Labor Day wrap up the weekend football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, does it feel? Finally, like football season this week. I mean, you you have high schools off and running, been off and running for a couple of weeks now. We're in week three. Can you believe that? That's exa- I know, crazy, <laughs> isn't it? And 
then we added college to the mix last week, and now we're going to go ahead and finish out the recipe with the NFL this week. So we've got a full slate all the way across the board, you know, until the until this thing wraps up. So we've got high school on on Thursday night, high school on Friday night, college on Saturday, and the NFL on Sunday. How, Cowboys how, in Tampa. How about that NFL opener on Thursday night to open the season? Buffalo and the Rams. Uh huh. Buffalo and the Rams. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Ah. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's that'll be a fun one if you want to watch that, or you could come out to Waco ISD and watch Waco and Granbury. That's what you could do. That's a Thursday night game because because both Waco and University are at home this week, which is rather odd. That doesn't normally happen. No. And then Waco's going to follow up with another Thursday night game because what'd you say, Ward? There's Four schools in the Middle Othian School District and only one stadium? Is that how that works? I think there's three now. I'm not sure. That there's not four, but I think there's three. Middle Othian. Heritage. And Middle Othian Heritage. Um, is, is there another one? I don't, I don't think there's a third one. Is there just two? I, I think I think Heritage is the newest one. It opened six or seven years ago. I don't think they've opened a third one. I can look it up, though. So they have a I think sp- they were going to. I don't know if they have or not. So they have a strange scheduling snafu, I guess, because Middle Othian will host Waco in the second playoff game. I mean, second uh, second uh, district game, rather, uh, the following week. So it's back-to-back Thursday nights for Waco. Yeah, it's just Middle Othian High and Heritage High. There you go. So. All right. So two schools, one stadium. Sound familiar? <laughs> Very. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's that's the scenario there. So. Uh, I don't know how we got off on that, but we did. Uh, Coming up Saturday night, boy, you better get a pot of coffee brewing. Here we go. It's Baylor and BYU, and the kick is at 9-15-9-1-5. I may be home before the kickoff. You might. That'd be great. I mean, that's right. I just thought about that. You play at noon Mm -hmm. in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't try to smuggle any cheese out of there either. I will. Not. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, yeah, so, I mean, you, you literally could be wheels down before the game kicks on Saturday night. And I, was, you know, and I know it's, television dictates a lot of this, but you wonder why BYU is a night game other than television. I, I guess it has to be ESPN-driven. Because they're playing at yeah. seven fifteen their time, uh, you know that they I, they are Pacific and not Mountain, right? Yeah, they're they're Pacific. So it's seven fifteen Provo time and nine fifteen Waco time. So it, you know we were talking about that, and coming up in about an hour, we're going to have Dave Aranda with us, and one of the things that we'll discuss with Coach Aranda is, you know, you can talk about all you want to, uh, it's nine fifteen. You you can say the clock can say seven fifteen when you're doing all your stuff, but your body says it's nine fifteen. And Ward, as you know, when you play a night game, even a seven o'clock game, boy, you can get a little sloppy laying around that hotel all day long, cat napping. You know, you, you got to get out. I don't know, maybe walk the mall, do something. You got to have some activity mm-hmm. 
uh, before you go to the stadium. If not, it just, I mean, you're just blah. I, I remember when I was broadcasting Baylor baseball games and they would play a night game on Saturday uh, on the road. And it was just like, what? I mean, come on, man. Hurry up and get here. I, I can only watch so many Westerns, you know, <laughs> in the hotel. But uh, so we'll see how that affects Baylor. And didn't you just tell me that B, the 25th ranked BYU is a three and a half point favorite over the Bears? What I saw um, earlier. I, I need somebody to go to the CNC Collision Center text line and explain the line to me. I mean, is it is it really who they think wins? Yes. Or is it are they trying to create action on the game and try to have balanced action? Well, they want action, but they they don't make somebody a favorite if they don't think they're going to win the game. Is the line driven by the action or is the line driven I know they I know well, that I, sometimes I know that, it is, but not 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 in most cases. I mean, if you're if you're looking at it, it that's a true favorite. In, in most cases, I, I know that the, you know, Vegas or whoever sets the line, but is the, is the line, does it fluctuate based on who's, how, how many bets are being placed on what teams? I, I, I don't Sometimes know, it I, does. I don't understand any of that. Sometimes stuff. it does, but that, I mean, it's, it, there's a, there's a true favorite involved. Oh, I, well, I get that part, but I mean, is, I mean, they think BYU is going to win the game. Right. But do they really think it's three and a half or is that to create the, the money to the game? Three and a half is a home field advantage. That's all that is. Yeah. All right. So uh, if, if you can help me a little bit, uh, I'm just kind of curious about that. Our CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660. Uh, also, by the way, if, uh, if you missed anything on the program today, you can always go back and catch it on our, our uh on our uh, podcasts and that uh, those all of the podcasts for all the shows are available at SyntexSportsFan.com. That's SyntexSportsFan.com. All right, let's see what this says here on our CNC Collision Center text line. The flux is to make sure Vegas hedges their bet. All right, makes sense. But does the line change based off of the activity on the game? What if they're not getting much action? Does the line change? What if they're getting a lot of action? Does the line change? I don't understand. I mean, you can tell I don't bet a lot of games. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll bet I'll bet a award here, a hot dog or something. You know, but you know, when it comes to the money coming out of my back pocket, I don't think <laughs> I don't think I'm going to participate a whole lot. I like my money, and when it comes to this kind of stuff, I don't know. I mean, you know. Anyway, uh, let's see. And of course, Cowboys in Tampa Bay. The Cowboys have signed a uh, an offensive tackle. How quickly will he be ready? I heard this morning, and, and I don't believe this, but I heard this morning that he may not start any. He is just an insurance policy. Why would a 40-year-old come in just to hang around? I think he plays. I, I don't know. I mean, he's on the practice squad right now. Of course, we know they're playing with that roster quite a bit, but he's got to get acclimated too. Mm-hmm. He and get in shape or yeah, whatever. He's got you know, to get acclimated and – and try to get into it. I don't think, you know, there's any stretch of the imagination he plays this week or next week. Maybe in three weeks he might be ready to to go. Um, and, and then, you know, it's just going to depend on where they're at. I mean, do, you know, has the rookie picked it up? Is, do they need him as bad? I mean, I think he's a, he's a positive thing to be um, 
on this team as a insurance policy and something that they can use to, I mean, who can't learn from an, from an all pro mm-hmm. and a future hall of famer. So you know, that's, that's part of it. Do I think he can step in and help this line right now? Well, from what I've seen so far, yes, I do. So I, I think he plays too. I just don't know how quickly they can get him into the lineup. Well, and that's the thing. What has he been doing all off season? He's been eating Cheetos or has he been working out and staying in shape? And yeah, I don't know. And that's, you know, and, and, and again, there's a big difference between staying in shape and staying in football shape. Uh, that's, it's just, it's just different. All right, so here's what we got on the program for you today. Shehan Jayaraja is going to talk some college football uh, from CBSSports.com. Uh, we'll also hear from Dave Aranda. Uh, Dave and I sat down and uh, did a one on one conversation yesterday, so we'll hear that uh, coming up around 8 o'clock this morning. And th- then Jeff Hansen is going to join us. Jeff is with Cougar Sports Insider.com, part of the 247 family in Provo, and we're going to. I guess roused him out of bed <laughs> and get him uh, get him on the program around 8.30 this morning and talk some BYU football coming off their big win over South Florida and looking ahead to uh, their home opener against uh, the Bears on Saturday night uh, in in Provo. So that's, uh, that's what we got for you here this morning. Uh, it is 7.13. If you're getting out and about, be careful. Drive safely in and around our school zones. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward, are we uh, are we looking for rain today, this week, this month? What do we got? What is our weather scenario for football this week? It is going to be eh, maybe a little wet, not bad. Twenty percent chance of showers and thunderstorms today. Lows down around seventy four. Highs today is. Uh, up to 94, heat index to 99. 20% chance tomorrow, and then sunny skies and clear skies throughout the rest of the week. Currently what, 75. What about what about Whitewater, Wisconsin? What, at kickoff, 12 noon Saturday, will you be in a short sleeve shirt, long sleeve shirt, light jacket? I mean, uh, it's... The low when I last saw is going to be in the 50s, so let's see. I'll tell you right now. Saturday, a 30% chance of showers after 2 o'clock, so maybe we're clear. Mostly sunny. Highs near 81 on Saturday. That's warm for them. Uh, A 40% chance of showers at night and lows down around 53 degrees. There you go. But 81s. It's 58 in Wisconsin right now. (laughs) It's 58. Oh, man, how nice. All right, well, good deal. Uh, the, the play-by-play voice, and I hope I pronounced his name right, Greg Rubel will uh, <laughs> will be on the program. W-R-U-B-E-L-L. Anybody got a I'd say be- Rubel. better shot at that? Okay, we're going to go with that until until we're corrected. Uh, he'll be on with John. He's the voice of the, uh, of the Cougars, and he'll be on with John this afternoon at 3 o'clock. So, uh we are looking ahead to the uh, to the matchup with the Bears and the Cougars coming up Saturday night in Provo. All right, seven fifteen. We are off and running. We're going to take a look at some of the uh, high school top tens from the uh, from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. We'll do that coming up next. Bottom of the hour, Shahan J. Araja from CBS Sports talking college football. That's all straight ahead here on your first word in sports. This is game time. <laughs> 
From ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Recently on the John Moore Show. Kevin Eschenfelder, our guest, University of Houston, football play-by-play. I think the anticipation is going to be much greater. You know, we're going to be able to build rivalries between uh, Houston and Baylor and, and, you know, historic rivalries that the guys that are your age can, you know, think back and appreciate those teams that played against one another in the Southwest Conference days. And, uh, you know, I think college football will be better for it. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saying, I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry has been practicing dentistry in Waco for 23 years. Her caring staff prides itself on having over 135 combined years of dedication to creating healthy, beautiful smiles. Jennifer Grant DDS offers all aspects of dentistry, general cosmetic, preventative, and whitening, and there's no need to be afraid of the dentist. Jennifer Grant DDS offers non-IV sedation. New patients are welcome, and most insurance plans are accepted. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry, where you'll be treated like family. JenniferGrantDDS.com. Call today. The next time you need to rent or buy heavy equipment, remember West Rentals. At West Rentals, you'll find scissor lifts, ditch switch, SkyTrack, storage crates, skid steers, backhoe, power washer, jackhammer, jumping jack, and concrete trowels. Their goal is to meet all your needs from small jobs to large contracts. Locally owned and operated, West Rentals, 226 West Oak Street in West and at westrental.net. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas. All right, 719, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Adrian from Gatesville listening to us this morning. Corrected me. It is uh, 
Pro Bowl is Mountain Time. Okay, Correct. Correct. so there you go. So it so it's a late game for them too. It's eight fifteen, uh, and in the mountains, it's nine fifteen here in Texas. Either way you slice it, it's a night game, kids, <laughs> <laughs> and a late night game. So, uh, you know, I guess the team. I, I don't know their travel arrangements, uh, but I would imagine they'll get on the plane and fly home and get in here late, late. Uh, Saturday night slash Sunday morning. So anyway, uh, makes for an interesting travel situation, and we'll talk to Coach Aranda about that. You know, what do you do? Do you you know do you get out and go have some lunch, or you know get out and you know have a little walk through in the in the lobby of the hotel <laughs> parking lot or whatever? I mean, just to get them out of the room. I mean, what do you do? Well, you have to. You have to you absolutely have to. You just can't lay around and you know. And I know that there's a lot of football games that they can watch on television and all that stuff. But you know, what you know, one of the things that you don't want to do is you, you don't want to just sit there and nap all day. Uh, no. So anyway, we'll we'll talk to Coach Randy about that. All right, it's uh, seven twenty. All right, Ward, let's uh, let's kind of walk through the uh, through the high school football top ten. Uh, and in, in in 6A, for whatever reason, Texas football does t- the top 25. But in, in all other classifications, they do the top 10. Number one team in 6A is uh, Austin Westlake. They beat Converse Judson last week, 47-14. That's a nice mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. That's a nice team, Austin Westlake. Uh, the uh, Temple Wildcats, by the way, m- improved to 2-0. and And they move up to uh, number 22 on the list. Uh, Midway will play Vandergriff this week, and Vandergriff is number twenty in the state after a forty-five to nothing thumping of Cedar Park. So uh, that's uh, by Shane Anderson scheduling some tough, tough folks in in the non-district schedule. All right, we'll move on to five A Division One. The number one team in five A Division One is Longview. No other teams. Uh, College Station High is number nine, and that's who Temple's playing this week. Yes. They're playing the number nine team in 5A D1. So that'll be interesting. 5A D2, Argyle is number one. Uh let's see. And that's that's probably it for uh for the uh for nobody in Central Texas there. All right, this is the fun one. And and I want to talk a little bit about this one. 4A D1. Number one team in the state is Stephenville. They're two and Number two team in the state is China Spring. They're two and After their 42-41 win over Melissa and the number one in the number nine team in the state is La Vega the common denominator there all three of those teams mm-hmm. are in the same district wow are you kidding me so it's clear that you know one of those teams can't get out of the regional. They can't get out of the region because, uh, you know, first, actually, two of those teams can't get out of the region. Well, depending on if they go small or large. They, they already are divided up in 4A. Oh, they are? That's right, yeah. That's right, and, and they the, are. Everything from, from 5A so down. All, all, all three of those are in the, the same region? Yeah, because they're in the same district. Mm. So they're in the same region. That's right. And only one of those, you know, can can get out of there. And I'm not saying that any of the three are going to get out of there. I mean, somebody else could. But I'm telling you, 
two really good football teams cannot get out of there, out of the region. So, uh, it, and again, I know we're talking, we're getting the cart way before the horse, but it, it's, it is interesting that uh, you've got three really well thought of football teams and in the same district. All right. For a division two, the number one team is Carthage. And kids, the, the number eight team is Glenrose. But where's Conley in this thing? They are not. They are 2-0. and mm-hmm. A win over 4-8-D1 La Vega. And they're not in the top 10. They're not in the top 10. How about that? So, there you go. All right, 3-A-D1. Franklin is number one. Lorena is number four. Uh, Grandview is number six. So some really good football there as well. 3A Division Two. Gunter is number one. And that is it for Central Texas. 2A Division One. Timpson is number one. The Crawford Pirates off that 21-6 victory over Centerville. Move up to number three. Uh Centerville drops to number nine, by the way. And Toler slides in at number 10. They weren't ranked, but they beat early uh, last week, 51-14, to, to move into the number 10 spot. Marlin has fallen out of the top 10 with their 0-2 start. 2A Division Two, Albany is number one. They beat Dublin last week, 55-14. Mart is number two. Burton is number three. That's somewhat of a Central Texas team. Clifton is number eight in the uh, in the two A D two poll, and then uh, in six man football, Class one A Division one, Westbrook is number one. Abbott, uh, Terry Crawford's Panthers, uh, off to a two and zero start. They're number two. Jonesboro is number seven, and just because I like saying it, Happy is number eight. <laughs> and in Division one, uh, Class one A Division two, Benjamin is number one. And Oglesby checks in at number 10. So there you go. That is our high school football top 10. So uh, tell me about the Temple matchup this week with another ranked opponent, but from 5A. It's going to be interesting. Uh, You've got to keep that cart going in the right direction. Defense is playing outstanding right now. Offense is still trying to find its way a little bit, uh, although they – had some bright spots on Friday night, so uh, College Station is going to be a very fast, very disciplined defense, so they're going to have to you know, get in the rhythm early in this football game uh, and and get get some guys involved, uh, maybe get Mikhail Harrison Pilot involved in the game early uh, offensively, and then defensively just keep playing downhill the way they are. I mean, they, they, they made things rough on Willis last week, and it was – a, a little bit of a surprise to everybody in the stadium that they handled that offense the way they did. So they can keep things going with the defense. I think they got a chance again this Friday night. And I got to, you know, for full disclosure, you've got to travel yes. to uh, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get to sit in, well, I'm nervous. I get to sit in a Ward White seat uh, on Friday night <laughs> since Waco plays on Thursday night. So uh, I've kind of got a double header this week. But uh, you know, got big shoes to fill, and that'll be that'll be fun Friday night. Get to see the. I, I can't wait. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to. It. I love the the pageantry of Temple football, and I think it's going to be a blast. 
So I, I honestly wish they were at home just because I want to see what that looks like. Right. But they're going to be on the road, so we'll head down to College Station on Friday night and, and do the Temple broadcast on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. All right, 727 now. Let's uh, get the latest on the Cowboys. Christy Scales has got our Cowboy Report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC. And you can check them out at richardcarr.com. Everyone with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. A nine-time Pro Bowler takes a rookie under his wing. You'll hear from Jason Peters after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. The Cowboys signed 40-year-old Jason Peters to the practice squad yesterday, and while the nine-time Pro Bowl offensive tackle will ramp up into football shape after missing offseason in camp, he'll be ready when called upon, he says. And whatever's asked of him, he'll serve as a mentor to rookie Tyler Smith, who's working first-team left tackle in place of Tyron Smith. What did Peters talk to Tyler about on Monday? Uh, just just a grit, uh, finishing plays, technique, uh, knowing what to do and playing fast. Uh, keeping his nose clean and stuff, you know, on and off the field. You know, I'm going to help him out. I helped him a little bit today, just trying to get his technique and all that stuff in rhythm. Players have today off, then game planning resumes Wednesday for the home opener Sunday hosting Tampa. With the Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Leon's Floor Covering has been a Clifton staple for 70 years. They know how to get the job done right. You can have their in-house crews remodel your home or hire their designers to guide you through your next DIY project. Stop by the store to see their selection of time-tested materials and fixtures, including Kelly Moore Paint. Leon's Floor Covering is at the corner of Avenue D and FM 219 in downtown Clifton. Call 254-675-8686 or find them online for a free estimate. Leon's, getting the job done right the first time. It's a family tradition. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Five straight days of college football came to an end last night with Clemson beating Georgia Tech 41-10. Baylor could move up in the college football polls this week as Notre Dame and Utah both lost their season openers. Those polls expected to be released sometime later today. 
The NFL cranks up this week with a Thursday night game between the Bills and Chargers. Dallas hosts Tampa Bay Sunday night. The Texans host the Colts at noon on Sunday. A throwing error in the second proved to be the difference in a 1-0 win by the Astros over the Rangers. That three-game series in Houston continues tonight, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. All right, 732, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas from the Allen Samuel Studios. We're glad you're with us, Tom Ward and Ryan, and we welcome into the program from CBSSports.com, Shahan Jayaraja. Shahan, good morning. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Let's uh, let's begin, uh, we, and here we go, let's let's begin off the field, the the in, the uh, college football folks and in the uh, the uh, the university presidents they've I think they've all kind of circled the wagons and we're looking at a 12 team playoff number one do you like 12 or would you have preferred 16 or, or did you want to leave it at four and number two how quickly is this going to get implemented can we see it as early as 2024 like they're talking about well, I think to answer your first question, um, the, the thing that I like is, is not just the 12, which I do think is probably the right number, but I, I love having the six auto bids. I, I think that guaranteeing six conferences uh, a shot at the national championship is the right thing to do. I, I think that giving four teams buys is a great way to incentivize winning conference championships. And I, I think that's one of the biggest things that's changed so much during the playoff process is there has been this de-emphasization of conference championships. And to me, you know, when a team goes into a year, I feel like winning a conference championship should be the first priority. And I, I think that this system incentivizes that in a big way. And I, I think that's great for the sport. You know, in terms of the timeline, I, there's a lot of details to be worked out. So obviously, the biggest consideration is going to be television. Um, you know, look, one of the reasons that the presidents uh, that, that run this sort of board came together and voted on this was because they are frustrated that uh, that the playoff is potentially losing out on hundreds of millions of dollars by not expanding by 2024. Uh, you know, some estimates have the, the number at more than half a billion dollars that uh, the playoff might be costing itself by not expanding early. So, it, you know, it's it's definitely something that I think they're going to try to do to try to get it done quicker uh, by 2024. But a lot of details still to be worked out. Uh, the, the commissioners and Jack Swarbrick, the Notre Dame athletic director, are going to be meeting this week actually in Dallas. So, it, you know, we're going to probably get a better feel of whether things might come together quick uh, after that. But you know, there's there's a lot of incentive to try to get things done early, and we'll have to see how quickly they can come together. It is interesting that the uh, president's board can get something done that the uh, commissioners could not. Uh, uh, wouldn't you say with 12 teams, now you put everybody in Division One college football in the mix? They they have a – it may not be a great chance, but everybody starts the season with an opportunity – they from from the UTSAs all the way up to the Alabamas. Everybody's in play right now. Yeah, I definitely think so. And you know, the thing that I think is going to be great is, you know, back in 2020, uh, you know, the top six conference champions would have included both an AAC team and a Sun Belt team, and would have left the Pac-12 out that year. And you know what? In some years, the ACC might be left out, and in some years, the Big 12 might be left out of the of the six conference champions. 
But I think that's great. I, I think it's great that these teams that, uh, from Group of Five conferences are going to have an opportunity to not just, uh, you know, kind of get a, a nice bowl bid, but have an opportunity to play in the biggest stage in the, you know, in the college football playoff. And, and look, you know, there's going to be a lot of people saying, well, you know, the, these teams are going to come in and they're going to get destroyed by Alabama. And the reality is everybody's gotten destroyed by Alabama since the beginning of the playoff, basically. So, you know, it's, uh, to me, that's just not a very compelling case. So I, I do think that, you know, college football is one of the only sports in the entire world, really, where you can play college football and not have an actual chance to win a championship. Uh, and, like, even if things are perfect, even you might have the best team in the country, and if you aren't in the right conference or you don't have the right schedule, you might never even get a chance to play for a national championship. And I think that that's silly, and, and I'm glad that we're fixing that. Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders get off to a good start, but they do it at a cost, losing their starting quarterback. Won't know till tomorrow when they evaluate if it's going to require surgery and a longer absence, but at least three weeks without Tyler Show for the Red Raiders. What does that do to that offense? You know what's interesting? So, so Tyler Shuck, I think, is the most experienced and the most consistent quarterback of the three that they've got on campus, but – you know, the, the funny thing is the two guys that they have behind him are really dynamic. You know, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited to see Donovan Smith get some uh, major snaps the next couple weeks against Houston at NC State because he is a dynamic player. We got to see some of that come together in the last couple weeks of last season uh, when he put up some big performances. So I, I think he's going to be a pretty good fit for this offense. I'm, I'm excited to see what Zach Kittley can do with him. And their third-string quarterback, Baron Morton, was a top 150 player in the country, somebody who they were really excited about. It was a real priority for them to try to keep him in the fold whenever they went through this coaching change. And so, you know, I I think that it's certainly going to hurt, but I don't necessarily know that there's going to be a whole ton of drop-off, dropping from Tyler Shuck to these other two guys. Uh, You know, I, I really felt like even if Shuck was healthy, Donovan Smith had a great chance of forcing his way into the starting lineup by the end of the year. So uh, it's going to be a great audition, I think, for Smith to get some time, of course, against Houston and NC State. And, you know, I've I've made light of it since the beginning of the season. I I feel like if things don't go really, really well for Texas Tech, there's a chance that they start one and five, even if they're improved from last season. Well, Houston didn't look as impressive as maybe we expected this uh, this past week, and NC State certainly didn't look as impressive as they looked. All of a sudden, uh, you know, what were once essentially roadblocks look like opportunities, and you know, I, I think that Donovan Smith maybe gives them a little bit more upside there. You mentioned Houston. Let's talk. Let's go there. Uh, Houston and UTSA go triple overtime. Is UTSA better than we thought? Is Houston not as good as we thought? Is it just it was one game, or, or what? What are your what are your takeaways on Houston and and the Roadrunners? I, I think UTSA is definitely better than we thought. Um, you know the way that they played it's because it's one thing you know for them to have a good performance, but it's the way that they competed with Houston. It's, it's how physical they were. It's how I mean they did not look like a conference USA team. They looked like a, a new you know a, a an American Athletic Conference team, or they even looked like a Power Five team. I mean. Houston is one of the most physical, uh, one of the most impressive teams uh, in the entire group of five. And they're going to be a, a, obviously a power five team next year. And I, I, 
you know, with the amount that they brought back, there's no reason to kind of believe that it was just that they dropped off or weren't as good as we thought, you know? So, uh, so I was very impressed with UTSA. Frank Harris, their quarterback is just, was incredible in that game. And uh, obviously Houston had some heroics at the end, but I wasn't super impressed with, uh, with Clayton soon at quarterback. You know, I, I thought that, he regressed a little bit versus what we saw at times last season. So, you know, I would say that it's 90% that UTSA was more impressive than I expected. And, and, you know, obviously they were playing at home in front of a great crowd. Uh, But, you know, I I do think that there are a couple small warning signs about Houston for me. And, you know, last season, Houston went 12 and one in the, uh, or uh, 11 and one in the regular season. And their one loss was to Texas Tech last season. So, I mean, it's not like Texas Tech can't beat this team. So it'll be interesting to kind of see whether this is, you know, sort of just a a pretty good year for Houston. Because I think that certainly heading into the year, I thought that they could be, you know, a, a team that's really pushing for top 10 in the country and that New Year's Six bid from the group of five, uh, you know, it's potentially going to be a little bit harder now. Aggies were able to pull away from Sam Houston, but what was your take on what A&M was able to do in overcoming a three-hour lightning delay in the midst of it? You know, I, I really was a little concerned about what I saw with Texas A&M. Obviously, like you mentioned, in that second half, they kind of managed to pull away. And and the big thing that you have to like from Texas A&M's performance is that we got to see some explosive downfield passing, which is something that we haven't seen really in a Jimbo Fisher offense in any sort of way since Jameis Winston was on campus uh, at Florida State. And so, you know, from that perspective, I think that you have to feel, you know, a little excited about that, that they have some pieces that they like. But all that said, I mean, they really did not impose their will against an FCS opponent in the way that you hoped that they would on the offensive line. You know, they really struggled to run the ball. I I think that they finished averaging 3.3 yards per carry, and that included an explosive run from uh, from Devin HN. I mean, it just wasn't an impressive performance for me on the offensive side of the ball. Now, defensively, you know, it took them a little bit to get settled, but really by the second quarter, that defensive line was absolutely rolling. And so, you know, you you have to feel pretty good about that. I think that their defense is going to still be really, really good. But offensively, I mean, they were without their center, Bryce Foster, who was out with an illness. But, you know, when you start to play some of these better teams, uh, you know, and Week two, they play Appalachian State, who obviously can put up some points. I don't necessarily know that their defense is going to be the issue, but week three against Miami, if Bryce Foster is not fully there, if this line isn't fully together, I mean, Miami has a chance to come in and really cause some issues for Texas A&M. And, you know, one other thing that I think we really have to keep a close eye on is Haynes King, you know, this this was his second uh, kind of full start. He played one series against Colorado last year, but second full game really. And in those games, I mean, he has a combined five interceptions against Kent State and Sam Houston. I, I'm a little worried about that trend. And again, when you play some of the better teams in the SEC or even Miami, I mean, that's not necessarily a trend that's going to do a lot of good. So uh, a lot to work on, I think, for Texas A&M. While Appalachian State, I think, is a good team, I think it's a pretty good matchup for what they do. So so hopefully it won't necessarily cost them this week. But uh, again, just a lot to work on from my perspective. And, and we'll have to kind of see whether they – can move back into you know living up to the hype in some ways we, we've talked about houston uh it, it, look we we have close football games that are decided late in the fourth quarter on opening weekend uh with florida state with florida winning over utah uh thursday night with pitt winning over over west virginia compelling football 
but a lot of that was brought on by by mistakes in kicking game and, and interceptions and turnovers. What what was your takeaway from week one? You know, I mean, I, I think that that that's one of the things about college football, right? Is that you kind of don't know what's going to happen, and a lot of the time, you know, I, I remember a conversation I had uh, with Jeff Grimes when when he was first hired, and he said, when you watch college football, when you follow this sport. So much of the time, the majority of the time, it's teams going out there and making mistakes and losing games more than it is, uh, you know, potentially teams going and having to make winning plays. And, you know, I, I think that the idea that these players are 18 to 22 and are flawed and make mistakes, I think it's part of what makes college football really fun. And, you know, obviously you hate it for, you know, for example, in that in that uh, East Carolina game, you hate that it's, you know, a kicker missing an extra point and a field goal. You hate that that's the case, but that's exciting as heck. You know, the, the fact that we get to see these games come down to the wire, the fact that, uh, you know, it's Cameron Rising throwing an interception on the last play of the game. Like, this is the sort of like craziness and wackiness that you don't really get in the NFL because frankly, the players are a lot better. And so I, I think that for me, it was a lot of fun. And, and even though, like you said, it was, it was sometimes because of decisions that were mistakes or, or bad football at times. I mean, I, I think that it just was a tremendous first weekend that we got so many close games that we had no idea what was going to happen, that we had so much uh, opportunity for upsets. Uh, so, so for me, I thought it was a perfect first weekend. I thought that it was great. Uh, I've, tons of fun and i already can't wait for week two speaking of week two biggest game this week is it alabama texas uh i mean that game's pushing a 20 point line right now so you know that's going to be the most featured game of course that's going to be the, the most hyped game that's probably going to be done probably halfway through the second quarter so for my money i actually think that baylor and byu is going to be the best game of next weekend uh baylor going on the road obviously uh, a rematch of last season when baylor won 38 to 24 but these are two teams that are really familiar with each other obviously both going to be big 12 members starting next season uh i think it's going to be a great quarterback battle between jaron hall and blake shapen and, uh, you know, again, you know, Jeff Grimes and, and Eric Mateos, the offensive line coach at Baylor, both came from BYU. They recruited and developed most of that offense. So, you know, a lot of ties between these two programs. And so now Baylor has an opportunity to go on the road and play against this team, uh, you know, in a great environment in Provo. I, I think that this is going to be an incredibly close game. I think it's going to be an incredibly meaningful game. And, and really, whichever team comes away from this game, I think, kind of in my mind elevates himself to legitimate college football playoff contender. I mean, I think that it's potentially that important of a game. So I, I'm excited for that one. And, and I really don't have a great feel of, of who's going to come out on top. It's a, it's a BYU team. That's a veteran team. I think they return 18 out of their 22 starters and they are at home. How beneficial Shahan is that for that club? Oh, it's, it's huge. You know, I mean, I think that. Yeah, for me, when you're trying to cover 131 teams, right, one of the big shorthands that you like to look at is, you know, returning production and, and how much of it is quality, right? And and last season, BYU goes and wins 10 games and has an opportunity to beat some really good teams uh, and compete with other really good teams. And so you look at the quality of guys that they bring back on both sides of the ball. They have one of the best offensive lines in the country because, like I mentioned, you know, Jeff Grimes and Eric Mateus really were a big part of helping to develop that uh, uh, and defensively, they're big, they're physical, they they cause issues for people. You know, we got to see some of those the receivers cause some issues last year for BYU against Baylor down the stretch. 
Like they're, they're a, an impressive football team. They are not, you know, what you sort of think of as a group of five team or anything like that. I mean, they are ready right away to come into to major conferences and competes and their schedule says as much, you know, they're going to be playing five really tough games against power five opponents this year, uh, including this one against Baylor after the Baylor game, they go and play Oregon. And I believe they play Notre Dame later in the year. So it's going to be a really good opportunity for them to kind of prove that they can belong on that stage. And, uh, and look for BYU, if they can beat Baylor and, and Baylor as a top 10 team right now, that's probably going to move up in the rankings today. I mean, that would be huge for the program and and I think would really set BYU on the right path heading into the Big 12. All right, Shahan, what are you you working on for CBSSports.com? Yeah, so I'll be out at the playoff meetings on Thursday, so I'll have some stuff coming out from that. And otherwise, you know, just just back into back into the grind of of turning things over. You know, I've got I've got a couple uh, sort of picks that that people may want to keep an eye on coming out uh, in an article on Thursday. So uh, you can find all of that at CBSSports.com. Shayhan, as always, it is a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. We'll talk to you soon, Shayhan Jayaraja, CBSSports.com, and our Weekly visit with uh, Shehan talking college football all over the country. We are presented today by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business, where you can check out a great selection of 2022 models like the Grand Cherokee, Grand Cherokee L, the Renegade, the Wrangler, Wrangler 4XE. They also got a great selection of the 22 Ram trucks. You know, that is a, that's a truck that is designed to be durable, functional, and stylish, and uh, just a, a tremendous first-class feel when you uh, when you drive around in that Dodge, in that uh, Ram truck. Uh, let's see, and, and don't forget, they also have a great selection of pre-owned models, too. So when folks come in, to uh, to grab those new 22s, they're they're trading in great vehicles, and those uh, those vehicles are ready for you. Maybe you need a second car. Maybe you need one for that that uh, teenager that's getting the driver's license. What and you want to make sure that they have a reliable vehicle uh, for their, their their transportation. You can get it all right there at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, and then of course they have a tremendous award winning service department. Ted Teague and his staff waiting to serve you this morning at Allen Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business. They're at 201 West Loop 340, and you can check them out online at allensamuelsdcj.com. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This was a hardcore drink that he had. Aaron, do you know what I'm talking about? Can you pronounce whatever Aaron Rodgers was drinking? Apparently, the NFL has said, no, this is not on our banned substance. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. All right. Do you feel like the show would be better if I tried some ayahuasca? I think people already think I might be on something during these shows. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is Jim Haller proudly speaking for Redwoods Incorporated. My wife and I had been thinking about the need to replace our old Redwood deck for a couple of years, but just kept procrastinating because of the big hassle we thought the project would be. That was the case until one day I picked up the phone and called Greg Evans at Redwoods Incorporated. He was nice enough to come out to our home the next morning and talk to us about the options available. He suggested what we needed to do from the decking material to the railings to the lighting to an outstanding contractor. To make a long 
story short, we said, let's go for it. And a week and a half later, thanks to Redwoods Incorporated, we had a beautiful new deck to enjoy. And to make it even better, the cost was less than we had budgeted. Redwoods Incorporated exceeded our expectations. If you have a project in mind and want the best in wood products and customer service, go see Greg or Scott at Redwoods Incorporated, conveniently located off North Valley Mills Drive on Esther Street behind Applebee's Restaurant. You'll be glad you did. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update, brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Five straight days of college football came to an end last night with Clemson beating Georgia Tech 41-10. Baylor could move up in the college football polls this week as Notre Dame and Utah both lost their season openers. Those polls expected to be released sometime later today. The NFL cranks up this week with a Thursday night game between the Bills and Chargers. Dallas hosts Tampa Bay Sunday night. The Texans host the Colts at noon on Sunday. A throwing error in the second proved to be the difference in a 1-0 win by the Astros over the Rangers. That three-game series in Houston continues tonight, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service and Good Feet. Seven fifty-three. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. And uh, again, if you missed uh, anything so far this morning, uh, maybe the Shehan Raja conversation, you can go back to SyntexSportsFan.com. Uh, We've got it uh, posted. We'll have it posted as a uh, podcast coming up. Uh, here uh, at towards the end of the program. All right, uh, Cowboys open up the season against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ward Whites, you look at this roster. Does this football team does this football team have an opportunity to beat Tampa Bay in Week One? Yeah, I think so. And anytime you have the defense that the Cowboys have right now, you have an opportunity to win some games. Uh, it just depends on can you hang on to the ball, can you get something going offensively. I mean, there's a lot of question marks on the offensive side. The offensive line, um, who helps CeeDee Lamb get open? Mm-hmm. Can they run the football? Is, is Dak able to orchestrate something downfield to to open up that running game? I mean, there, there's a lot of questions on the offensive side of the ball. So, uh, I I think they should be able to, you know, win some football games. Tampa Bay is going to be a Tough test. Anytime you got Tom Brady on the other side, it's going to be a, a, a difficult task for you. But again, when you have the defense that I think that the Cowboys have, 
at this point right now, you give yourself a chance. So I think they have a chance on Sunday night. Would you be shocked if they started 2-0? and Tampa, Cincinnati. I, I honestly don't think they win against Tampa, but I think they beat Cincinnati. I think they're a better football team than Cincinnati. Do you really? Yeah. I see. I think Cincinnati beats the Cowboys. Uh, I think they're a better football team. I think they got better quarterback play. Uh, I don't know. Would you be surprised if they started 0-2? Tampa Bay, Cincinnati. I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked. I think that's a fair statement. I, I, yeah, I think that's fair. It'll be interesting to see. And again, how the Cowboys, and I'm going to be curious to see how the Cowboys use Jason Peters at, at left tackle. I, I is, he, see, is he I, a starter? I don't see him starting this week. No, 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 no. no I, yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, he's got to get acclimated, got to get up to speed. Yeah, maybe, a million maybe in week three, depending on how bad that offensive line is. I mean, he may be a starter by default. I, I don't expect this offensive line to be very good, to be honest. Well, and if they're not, then they're going to struggle to win football games. Exactly right. So I think the defense can keep them in games, but eventually the offense is going to not help that defense enough to where they get wore down. All right. I'm going to go around the room here. Over or under 12 wins like they got a year ago? Under. Definitely under. I, I think under as well. I, for a lot of reasons. Number one, it, it's not just about the Cowboys. I think the division is better. Not oh, terribly better, but I think the Eagles certainly are. Oh, I, I do too. I think the Eagles win this division right now for me. You've got, and, and you know what? I think the odds makers are probably flipping coins right now uh, on, on who wins the division. So we'll, we'll see. It, it'll be an interesting, what, uh, 18 or 19 weeks? Mm-hmm. So with... Uh, with the bye week or, and or everything? It, or it may not be. Oh, you're right. Or it, it may be a frustrating 18 weeks of football. You just don't know. All right. It is a 7.57. Coming up in a couple of minutes, we are going to visit with uh, Jeff Hansen. He's with CougarSportsInsider.com, part of the 247 family. Uh, we'll talk some BYU football. We'll do that coming up in a couple of minutes. But right now, we're going to bring in the voice of the Bears, John Morris. He's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time to check Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor football used 89 players in their win over Albany on Saturday. One of those coming back home, Jackson Player in the defensive line. We'll hear from him straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. At Allen Samuels, our great selection of new cars and trucks come with amazing deals and competitive financing that makes you ask, why shop anywhere else? During the Labor Day sales event at Allen Samuels, purchase a new 2022 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Lone Star and receive values up to $7,000. Or choose 2.9% for 72 months and get 2,500 bonus cash and no payments for 90 days. Shop with us today. Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. 
light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. Baylor and BYU from Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Saturday evening, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Are you a proud Baylor fan? Do you love prizes? The Baylor Bold Rewards app allows fans to track their attendance across athletic events and earn rewards. Baylor Athletics wants to reward the most loyal fans, so register online today at BaylorBoldRewards.com or download the Baylor Bold Rewards app straight to your phone. Prizes this year are better than ever, so start earning your rewards points today and sign up for Baylor Bold Rewards. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor football off to a 1-0 start to the season following Saturday's dominating 69-10 win over FCS U Albany at McLean Stadium. In the game, the Bears played 89 players in total. One of those, Jackson Player, coming back to Waco, the Midway High grad and Tulsa grad transfer, enjoyed his time in the defensive line. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be back. How fun was it for you to be back here and playing in Central Texas? Man, it was a surreal experience. I've been I've been thinking about it all for the last two weeks, just being back in my hometown, playing in front of my friends and family, and then we came out and got the big win tonight. It was great. How nice was it for uh, for you guys to finally go up against somebody else? You know, through training camp, you're you're beating on each other, and finally got yeah. to play somebody else tonight. Man, it was a it was a relief actually going to get somebody that doesn't know what I'm gonna do every play, <laughs> and not hitting the same 350 pound dudes every play is pretty nice. That's good. You guys uh, going against a really good offensive line, you know, in Baylor's offensive line in practice. I mean, that that gets you ready. Iron sharpens iron, right? Yes, sir. It's going to be hard to play anybody that has just as good as the O-line as we do, which makes us uh, a lot better as a defensive unit. That's Jackson player out of Midway High School, a transfer from Tulsa back in Waco. The Bears practicing now for their game at BYU this Saturday evening. We'll be on the air at 7 p.m. It's a 9:20 kickoff Saturday from Provo right here on ESPN Central Texas. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service and Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. Welcome back to game time here on ESPN Central Texas. 801 here on a Tuesday morning, a little bit later on, coming at the bottom of the hour. We'll hear from the BYU play by play man as we'll get an insight of the Cougars. But right now, it's time to hear from head coach Dave Aranda of the Bears. Here's Tom Barfield. Coach, obviously, uh, the win was important for your football team. What else did you learn about your team on Saturday night? I thought that we played fast, and so, you know, as many new people as were playing was concerned that, um, you know, there would be some natural anxiety and and, um, nervousness and 
and all of it that would, you know, um, in, inhibit our ability to play fast and get us playing, we call it yellow, kind of um, um, uh, geared down, timid, questioning, cautious, and didn't really see that, was able to really play fast. I credit our, our young people and our coaches for that. And it's a good, it's, it's a mark of, of um, trust. And so uh, it's for sure something to build on for our next one. You mentioned in the postgame how proud you were of your football team for keeping the foot on the gas, if you will. You, it's easy to, to build a lead and then maybe lose your intensity, but your football team kept that intensity and played well throughout the game. Uh, no, I appreciate that. I thought they, they focused on what was right. Um, was or what they were right in the middle of you know I, every time there was a new player that was taking the field um, there was a chance on the sideline about him um, when a guy made a play that was his first play uh, being made in his career they knew it and were calling him out from the sidelines and so there was full engagement um, and so you know there was a game going on but we were playing our own game you know and I think that's the way it really is anyways and it was pretty cool that uh, you know despite it all it was that was the case on Saturday through camp and now with one game under your belt are you starting to see the identity of this football team uh, well I mean that's a good question I think I think a lot of that is is uh, revealed you know throughout the season I can sense uh, the closeness of this team uh, the youth of this team the athleticism of this team um, a growing maturity on this team you know just how mature we are and uh, and all of it will say, uh, it says a lot with how far we'll go. Sometimes players are not good practice players, uh, and they perform at a high level in the game. Did you see anything Saturday night uh, with, well, I think you played nearly 90 players. Did you see anybody maybe jump off the page at you and, and, and maybe be that guy that you said, hey, I didn't know that that was, that was coming from him? Not, I appreciate the question. Not really. I think a lot of it was like we knew, and they knew too, um, that they had this in them. And it's just, you know, um, so many times the bright lights and the stage and all of it, which are all, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. We're all just kind of walking each other home. You know, we got these costumes on and here we go. And, and I think they did not let all of that get in the way. And um, they showed up. And so, you know, we talk about kind of, you know, revealing ourselves and, and um, you know, not getting in our own way. And I thought they were able to do that. Because a lot of the stuff we saw throughout the week and in fall camp and in spring ball showed up Saturday. So it's way cool. This may not be a, a fair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. On the defensive side, particularly up front, you've got a lot of depth, a lot of quality depth. Are there enough snaps for all of those players? Yeah, uh, you know, Dennis Johnson does a great job of uh, rotating those guys out. So there has to be a level of... Um, connection and a level of uh, unselfishness with that group in terms of how that rotation goes and and you know who's who's getting reps when and all of it and so he's really 
he's really got a good uh, mojo there going with that group and you know um to be able to to not lose a beat with um, guys coming in and out that speak it says a lot and it's going to help us uh, in the future here talk about the offensive line a little bit uh, how did they grade out in the on the run side and on the pass side uh, on saturday i thought you know um a lot of the the uh, returners, you know, uh, graded out really well. Jacob and um, Connor, for sure, you know, graded out well. I thought that uh, Micah um, graded out probably the highest, and so was our most uh, most e- efficient and effective uh, run blocker, pass blocker. It's way cool to see. I think um, you know we've got some guys that are still working on um, um, some intangible things that can help them in their game. And, you know, Eric's great at it, and he's got a great hold of it. And, I, I, you know, there's always great uh, improvement from week one to week two, and so anticipating that take place, particularly up front. Let's talk a little bit about uh, BYU. I think they scored four of their first five possessions. So what do they present? Uh, what challenges do they present offensively? Size, physicality, um, strong identity, you know, um, the run game is such that if you get people, if you get numbers in the box and then you um, create one-on-ones on the outside and they've got two good receivers who we're expecting to play, um, and then, you know, it can be mismatches. Uh, quarterback throws a really good deep ball. Uh, and both those guys can run, and they're long, and they can go up and get it. And so they're kind of tailor-made. They kind of beg the question to get the one-on-one, and then they take advantage. And so it's a, uh, it's a good operating system that they have, and it's certainly a challenge for us. They came in here last year. Are they going to look a, a lot like they did a year ago? There's some similarities. You know, they got a new running back that's that's um, that's mighty talented and you know they lost a really good one last year and uh, to the NFL and they got a, another good one now um, I think a lot of the a lot of the run game is going to be very similar I think throw game is probably a little bit more opened up uh, but uh, yeah it, it will definitely be you know a challenge again we were we were um, you know expose some in the throw in the throw game defending the throw game and it, it certainly will will uh, come back again here on Saturday talk about the the challenges of of this game in particular it's a late start it's 9:15 here in in Waco how do you handle the the travel and in in particular how do you handle game day since it will be so late do you have a late walkthrough or do you get them out of the hotel what what do you do on Saturday so they're not just in a hotel room all day and all evening no, yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, we in we had practice late at night during camp to kind of uh, show what it's like at that time of the day. And then, you know, I think on on the Saturday you wake up a little bit later. You have a walk through, um, you know, mid um, or kind of late morning, and then um, you're back in your room for a little bit, and you come back out, try to get out of the hotel and work around and have another quick walk through. Um, and then you kind of get on your routine. And so you try to build it to mix it up. And so guys aren't sleeping the whole day. I think that's really what you try to avoid um, when you're called to uh, to play a game later that later in the evening. 
Coach, you got a lot of young guys, you got a lot of inexperienced guys, and they're going to be on the road in a hostile environment for the first time. From a coaching staff perspective, what are the challenges there to get them prepared where they're locked in and focused on just performing and not, uh, and not hearing the distractions, if you will? No, yeah, I appreciate that. I think that that's um, hopefully for us that started in January. You know, that's just where you know you're not in control, and so um, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable, and um, you have to uh, you know if it's a middle seat and. Uh, or if it's, you know, they're out of the, the I don't know, the Hawaiian sauce, right? Or, you know, there's no more ketchup or, you know, my air vents don't work or, um, you know, I, when I got fitted for this suit, it, it fit and now it doesn't. And how long is this flight? And just all of it and all of those things add up to... Uh, you know um, whether we're whether we're where we need to be doing what we need to be doing how we're supposed to be doing it and so those things are trained i think just on a day-to-day on a day-to-day basis prior to it you know with are you saying yes to hard things that you need to are you saying no to easy things that you need to and so uh, we'll see i mean you know there is there is an element of uh, the the spectacle and the bright lights and the stage and all of it and we really can't you know uh, recreate that and we can just take the the tiny uh, sliding door moments that we have and and stack them up and try to stack wins in the, in by doing the right thing. And so we'll see. Final thought for you. Is there one particular area that you're interested in seeing the continued growth, the continued development as you go into this second game of the year? Uh, competitive maturity. I think, you know, you go back to that that Oklahoma State game that we talked about last year, there was just a look in, in dude's eyes where I had not prepared him um, for just the, you know, there was some negative result on the field and the crowd was was totally into it and they couldn't hear, you know, uh, the coach kind of giving it a correction and it was just like a bewildered, lost look. And so, um, you know, that's the storm that we're running into and so you know we've been training for it and so when the storm hits uh, we have to build up to keep our cool and uh, get to the, get to the other side of it um, but we get to the other side by running straight into it and so we'll see coach thanks thank you thoughts of Dave Aranda stay with us there's more of our show coming up next here on ESPN Central Texas this is Dallas Cowboys football 2022. Hurts in the gun for the Eagles coming left to right in the green shirt. Only heard here. Snap is back. Little read option. He keeps it up the middle and runs slam into a wall and loses yards. All season. Micah Parsons. Sunday night, it's your Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Buccaneers Sunday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. 
The only dentist in the Bosqueville Independent School District is Saddle Creek Dental. Since 2007, Drs. Dodd Moore and Jacob Moore have helped patients of all ages while providing them with personalized, gentle care they deserve. They offer laser dentistry, cosmetic fillings, single-day crowns, Invisalign clear aligners, and dental implants. Emergency care and conscious sedation is available. Schedule an appointment today. Saddle Creek Dental, 10104 Saddle Creek Drive and at SaddleCreekDental.com. Good luck, Bosqueville Bulldogs. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving originally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to 5 years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Bosqueville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford. Member FDIC and Equal Housing. Lender. Since 2001, Ross Insurance Agency has provided Central Texans with quality, reliable, and timely insurance services. An independent agency, Ross Insurance Agency writes personal, commercial, and life insurance policies, once for events, and also for long-term disability care. They believe values matter, and their relationships with clients span generations. They'll make sure you are covered. Ross Insurance Agency, 254-224-6430, and at rossinsuranceagencywaco.com. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one easy-go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of easy-go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling and Foundation, Myatt Fuels, and ASCO Equipment in Belton. All right, 816, brace yourself. <laughs> it is time for Stephanie from Sales to... Thanks a lot, Tom. Brace yourself. Yeah. Really? I don't know where we're going. Sometimes I don't either, but we end up somewhere. Really? Yeah, that, boy, that, there's a shocker. <laughs> but we get there. <laughs> that's, that's, there's a shocker. So I thought this was a cool story. So, you know, I like to skydive, right? Mm-hmm. So a Swedish woman, her name is Ida. Where's she from? Sweden. Oh, okay. She's Swedish. Oh, I didn't know if she was maybe from <laughs> Germany or. 
Then she would be London. German. Oh, okay. I don't know what they call Londonish. What do you call them? Londoners? English? Oh, English, yeah. <laughs> Londonish? Londonish? I'm still trying to wake up. Let me have one more rock star and I'll be Londonish. Swedish, London, I don't know. Like 100 miles. Or more. Or more. So, anyways, Ida broke the Guinness World uh, Record for being the oldest woman to skydive. She was 103 years old. Whoa. 103, and she skydives. So, yeah, she's in the Guinness Book of World Records. But this past Saturday, Miss Daisy May out of Minnesota was 99 years old in her church, raised money so she could skydive because her goal is to beat the Swedish, to beat Ida, the Swedish woman. <laughs> she wants to be in the world record. So she's going to she's gonna do it again next year. Who's driving her, by the way, if she's 99? It ain't the movie driving Miss Daisy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was pretty special. I, I bet somebody's her. driving her. <laughs> I bet so. But yeah. She's going to skydive at 99? Well, she just did at 91. She wants yeah. to keep going to beat Ida, who was 103. But 103 years old. How cool is that? That is cool. I so, think it was which, sweet. So what you do is not, not big at all. You go up in an airplane with me and jump out of 9,000 no, 9, no, feet. No, no there, I don't jump no out of perfectly to, good airplanes. No reason to do that. Oh, it is so thrilling and fun. No, it's not. Yes. I, there's no real reason to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. It's like adrenaline rush. It's amazing. Hmm. And then you get to like. Take a shot. No. <laughs> of adrenaline. Stop drinking as of yesterday. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> Just kidding. As of Boy. yesterday. Y'all really should try skydiving. It's so much fun. No. It's like a stress I'm not relief. jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. You have a parachute. I do. So? I don't care. I'd like to be really good where I could like compete and y'all could come watch me. Flip, point break it, you know. What'd you just say? Point break it. Yeah, like the movie. <laughs> oh. So you're surfing in the air? Kinda. Kinda. Mm. Have you ever soloed? No, I have like two more jumps and then one jump with two instructors and then I can solo. Mm-hmm. Is that like your goal? Yes. It's on my bucket list to say, hey. I got my license to skydive by myself. You have to have a license? Yeah, I like your certificate. You can't just jump out of a plane by yourself unless the plane's going Happens down. Happens every day. <laughs> I don't know what you're... No. No. It doesn't? No. Anyways, <laughs> I hope y'all have a wonderful Tuesday. <sighs> so 103. 103 years old. She's a thing. I wonder if she has any teeth. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> What difference does that make? Well, I wish I would think because there's so much pressure on your face when you're jumping out. If you have false teeth, you have to take them out. So, so. (laughs) Ryan, you have a you have a goal for this week. I want a Londoner or a Londonish person (laughs) on the program. You got it. English. We got to talk to one of those Londonish people. The Londonites. Hey, hey, it could be. I got to go. Y'all have a great day. All right. (laughs) See ya.
Bye, Steph. Bye, Bye, Bye. And Stephanie, brought to you by Advanced House Leveling and Foundation, Mind Fuels, Asco Equipment, and our friends at Mission Golf Carts. And they're all scratching their head going, huh. Londoners. Like 103 or yeah. more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or more. <laughs> or more. <laughs> All right, there you go. Stephanie's off. <sighs> you just really never know, do you? Nope. All right. 22 after 8. It's 822. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and, and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. You You brought up earlier today the Alabama-Texas game. Mm-hmm. I mean, is there, and I know it's in Austin, mm-hmm. no disrespect to the Longhorns, but do they have any chance whatsoever? I mean, they all start 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah, they do. But is there any one area where you can say, Texas is better in the offensive line, Texas is better at quarterback, Texas is better uh, in the kicking? Is there any area where you like Texas ahead of Alabama? No. Maybe the holder? No. No. I mean, I'm just curious as to, you know, and I know where there's a great challenge, there's a great reward. Does Alabama – look, Texas is going to be rocking and rolling, ready to play. Mm-hmm. Is Alabama going to be fired up to play Texas? Absolutely. You think? Yeah, college game days there. Okay. Um, Going yeah, into a future – Opponent, mm-hmm. conference opponent. Yeah. Last time and, these two and Nick Saban is going to have his football team ready to play. Oh yeah, and last time these two teams played each other was in the national championship twelve years ago, and you know, I mean that doesn't really mean anything to these kids themselves, but I mean just because of how long it's been since they played, I got to say they're fired up. Well, look, here's what you do know, and this is a fact. They're, Alabama's not going to be fired up to play everybody they play. And Alabama's going to get everybody's best shot. Those two facts, it's just, that's just, that's the facts. I mean, it's undisputed. It happens. You know, as well as I know, Ward, that you cannot get your motor running at that frenzy pitch every single week. It just doesn't happen. And I was just kind of, and I know for Texas, this is this is big stuff. But isn't every game kind of like that for Alabama? I mean, isn't it like when the Cowboys were the Cowboys back in the seventies and in eighties, where they always got everybody's best shot? You know, I mean, I don't know. Uh, well, good teams don't worry about that. Good teams just go out. They don't care about the other color jersey. They don't care about. About getting ready to play, isn't it? You just get ready to play, and you yeah. go out and do your business. And so you don't have to be whipped into a frenzy to be a good football team. And, 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 and a lot of times, I don't want my team whipped into a frenzy. Yeah, once or twice a year. I mean, I don't even need it then. Just go out and be an even kill the whole time and do your job. And so um, for for Alabama, that's what it's about. You know your responsibilities. Go out and do what you're expected to do. And don't try to do too much. And let everything else take care of itself, and it will if you do that, because you're a better football team, and you know there's no doubt that Alabama's a better football team than Texas at this point right now. Steve Sarkeesian met with the media, and he was asked about the intimidation factor of playing an Alabama football team. 
I think a couple things. I think one, um, it's like anything, you know, anytime you're on top, you know, I think teams can sometimes be enamored with the opponent, you know, whoever they are. I remember our days at USC in the 2000s, we felt that a lot. Um, I'm sure we felt it here at Texas in the 2000s. Anytime Vince walked on the field, they probably felt that way. And, you know, I think what Alabama's been able to do, it can, it can get that way. I think, the, you know, the best approach is to focus on what you need to do. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to have 11, we're going to have 11, the ball's going to get snapped. You know, and the ball's probably going to get snapped upwards to 200 times. And how many times can we be right out of those upwards to 200? He's 100% correct. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> you know, the, he, what he failed to mention was, yeah, yes, it's going to be 11 against 11, but if my 11 are better than your 11, there's a high probability that I'm going to win the game. Now, that's not a thousand percent. Cr- no, know. it's not. But for Texas, they need to go into this game and understand that some bad things are going to happen. How mm-hmm. do they react to those bad things? How do they overcome the bad things mm-hmm. that are going to happen to that football team? And that can make a difference in them. If they can stay close, anything can happen. But that's you know that's the if. Yeah. The if factor. If if you can hang around, get into the fourth quarter, a- and have a chance, then I think you you feel pretty good about your football team. But again. It's how do you react to the bad things because bad things are going to happen to you when you play a team like Alabama. There's no doubt. All right, uh, a couple of quick notes from the CNC Collision Center text line. Uh, Jeff says, what wine is Stephanie drinking? No, that's a good one. And uh, let's see, Corey. Corey says, uh, uh, I promise Bama will be ready for UT because they have uh, three of his ex-coaches they also will be ready for uh, payback with A&M. They will try to make points on both of those teams. And he also asked the question, Ward, was was the, the team that UMHB beat really ranked number 11 in the nation? Man, yes. they rolled them. Yes, they were number 11 in the nation. So there you go. Uh, and, Muhlenberg. Uh, Muhlenberg. And, and they thumped them around pretty good, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They did. 62 to 13 is a pretty yeah. good thumping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they scored early and often. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they got rolling. All right. So, th- uh, that's from our CNC Collision Center text lines. 827. And we are presented by our good friends at Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business. And we're brought to you by our good friends over at Morrison's Gifts, Mark and, and Sally and everybody over there. Hey, uh, they got great gift ideals for birthdays anniversaries, holidays, you name it, they've got it for you. And, uh, and, and you can you can check them out at Morrison's Gifts. They've been doing this since 1979. They've been Waco's gift store headquarters since 1979. Uh, John Hart Leathergoods, Consuela Products, key rings, candles, jewelry, uh, Waco memorabilia. If you need to, you know, maybe send that off to Aunt Myrtle in, in, in I don't know, uh, Maine. Yeah, that's where Aunt Myrtle lives. She lives in Maine. Uh, you, you can do that at Morrison's Gifts. Morrison's Gifts is a Baylor alumni-owned business. They're at 4308 West Waco Drive, uh, and uh, that's in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. They're right next to Jason's Deli. Great folks, local business. I love doing business with our local businesses. That money stays right here in this community, so that's a cool thing. Morrison's Gifts, uh, again, 4308 West Waco Drive. Stop by and tell them we sent you by. 
recently on Game Time. We welcome into the program Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. If you want to talk about an actual existential threat to Texas high school football, the official shortage is one of those things. I mean, this is something that, you know, look, I don't know if anybody's out there is, is out there going to the game dressed as a referee, wearing the referee jersey with the referee pom-poms, but we need them. Got to have them out there. They're, they're absolutely essential. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. But now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20-year-old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again. Get it dressed up again. And let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners. We have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Hi, Central Texas. This is Kyla Dietrich with Kelly Realtors. I've built a successful real estate career based on exceptional customer service with referrals from friends, family, and clients like you. I've been a licensed realtor in Texas for 20 years, and I'm grateful to be an annual platinum producer. I'm in my favorite season of life right now, raising three teens and soaking up every single second of Friday night football. Let me, Kyla Dietrich with Kelly Realtors, help you find your journey home. Call 254-749-6069. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Five straight days of college football came to an end last night with Clemson beating Georgia Tech 41-10. Former Westlake quarterback Cade Klubnick tossed the final TD pass in that contest. Baylor could move up in the college football polls this week as Notre Dame and Utah both lost their season openers. Those polls expected to be released sometime later today. The NFL cranks up this week with a Thursday night game between the Bills and Chargers. Dallas hosts Tampa Bay Sunday night. The Texans host the Colts at noon on Sunday. A throwing error in the second proved to be the difference in a 1-0 win by the Astros over the Rangers. That three-game series in Houston continues tonight, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 832. Welcome back into the program. This is game time. Tom Ward and Brian, we're glad you're with us. Late night coming up on Saturday night, 915 kick time. It's the Bears and the BYU Cougars. 10, well, as of right now, it's 10 playing 25. I think they both move up. 
Uh, certainly the uh, BYU Cougars are going to move up. But anyway, we welcome into the program Jeff Hansen from CougarsSportsInsider.com, part of the 247 family. Jeff, first of all, thanks for your time this morning. I know it's early in, in, uh, in Provo, and we do appreciate you being with us. Sure thing, guys. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, talk about the significance of this game, first of all, from BYU's perspective, and then maybe even what, uh, what it means uh, you think it means for Baylor going into uh, to Provo. Yeah, you know, you'll hear Kalani Sataki throughout the week talk about how Baylor is the measuring stick program for BYU as, as they get ready you know, to take a step forward this year, but also as BYU gets ready to enter the Big 12. Uh, Kalani looks at, looks at Baylor and sees a lot of similarities between uh, BYU and, and, and Baylor, right, where both schools, you know, obviously there's the religious affiliation and things like that, but also both schools have to win kind of a, with the same formula, that they're not going to go and recruit at a top 10 level every single year and just win based on talent. They've got to develop. They've got to build a culture. Uh, and Dave Aranda certainly has done a great job down there in Waco. And Kalani Sataki wants to emulate a lot of that uh, here in Provo. So it's a big game for BYU to see – how they how they stand up, you know, how much progress have they made uh, since last year when, when Baylor really kind of dominated the game in the trenches from, from start to finish. And uh, from, from Baylor's standpoint, I think it's I think it's kind of the same thing. Send a message to, to BYU that, hey, we're still the program in the Big 12, and while BYU can have success and have a lot of excitement and things like that going forward, Baylor's still the program to beat, and that's an important message to send, I think, for Baylor throughout this year that, hey, even though you know you lose you lose a lot of talent on that defense, you lose a couple of running backs to the NFL, Baylor's, Baylor's not a rebuilding-type program. They're a reloading-type program that, that's going to be there at the top of the Big 12 Conference year in and year out. Where is this offense right now for BYU? Uh, this offense, the offense is further along than the defense. They 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 brought just about everybody back, and the offense really kind of picked up uh, in week one where they left off last year. Jaron Hall is he's really good. Um, he you know he's he's dynamic as a runner, but he's a throw first quarterback. He wants to throw the ball as much as he can, uh, and as long as BYU has the offensive line that they have off that they have currently. Uh, really anybody could play quarterback back there. I mean, I, I think, again, a lot of similarities between BYU and, and, and Baylor. Jeff Grimes was at BYU, Eric Mateos at BYU, and they established an offensive line culture. And BYU is still enjoying kind of the fruits of their efforts, uh, of Coach Grimes and Coach Mateos's efforts. Uh, this offensive line is really, really good. They got They got beat pretty good last year against Baylor and they're they're looking forward to making a statement and this offense will go as they go uh, on Saturday night how do they use Puka Nakua I mean he had uh, two touchdowns on just three carries uh is he behind Chris Brooks is he a compliment to Chris Brooks who had a terrific day himself against uh, South Florida how do they use Puka yeah, so Puka Nakua is—he's just a—he's an incredibly special athlete. So he'll play wide receiver, but but they just want to find different ways to give him the ball. Uh, that that first play of the game, first offensive play of the game for BYU was a jet sweep to Puka Nakua that he took seventy-five yards to the house. He he's he's powerful as a runner, so they like to give him the ball out of the backfield. 
but he's a wide receiver who can get over the top of the safeties as well. Uh, when you have a player like Puka Nakua, and I think this would go whether he's you know playing for BYU or for Baylor or for, for anybody else for that matter, you just find ways to get him the ball in space because once he has the ball in his hands, he's a really special athlete that can make a lot of things happen. What is the strength of this Cougar defense right now? Uh, it's got to be the linebacker core. This is a, a pretty big difference from from what BYU showed against Baylor last year. They they welcomed Keenan Peely back from an injury. Peyton Wilgar is healthy. Uh, and Max Tooley, who had a pick six last week against USF, is playing some of the best football of his career. Uh, the, the linebacker core of BYU has always been a strength. Last year when they played Baylor, there were a lot of injuries, and they were playing a lot of young guys. They were having to play some guys who – who, uh, who who were a little undersized, uh, guys who were you know kind of hybrid safety-type players that had to move inside and play the mic position. Uh, so it was a different linebacker unit last year due to injuries. This year, all those guys are back, and, and they look bigger, they look stronger, they look faster than they did a year ago. And uh, that that's really the strength of the defense. Everything else kind of revolves around them, and when, when BYU's linebackers aren't playing – uh, at, a, at a high level, the entire defense suffers as a result. Would it be fair to say that against South Florida, they didn't have the pass rush that they were looking for? Uh, yeah, I think that's that's completely fair. That game was so interesting because BYU got ahead so quick and things just got out of hand. And at that point, you could kind of see it without, you know, without knowing what the call sheet looked like or being inside defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki's head, you could really kind of see the, the difference between the first three or four drives of the game and the rest of the game. BYU just kind of took their foot off the gas and let things happen. Uh, those, those first few drives, BYU jumped out. They, you know, they, they forced a quick three and out. They looked aggressive. They weren't, uh, I, I think they had a couple of TFLs in that first drive. And then they had an interception and a pick six. And before anybody knew what was going on, it was 28 nothing with, you know, 10 minutes into the game. And at that point, BYU, they did. They kind of let their foot off the gas. And so, uh, I think you're right. The pass rush wasn't what anybody hoped it would be, uh, but they didn't really try to rush the passer much. They really just kind of played prevent the rest of the game, and, and, and things were out of hand really quickly. What do you think the keys for BYU to upset Baylor could be today on Saturday? Yeah, they've got to find a way to win up front. I, I, I think that BYU's offensive line last year, they got they got dominated. I mean, there's no other way to put it. That the Dave Aranda defensive line, they had their way with the Cougar offensive line, and that it was really kind of an interesting game. You'll hear BYU coaches, and, and they've they started last year, and they've said it all throughout the the, the off season that that Baylor game was a wake up call. That they changed the way that they recruited, that they changed the way that they uh, they, they ran their strength and conditioning program in the off season because of the way Baylor dominated up front. That's that's just not something BYU is used. To. Uh, so they've made a lot of progress. The, the guys look bigger. They look stronger. They brought in uh, more recruits who are bigger and stronger. So BYU feels good about the progress that they've made. Uh, but but this is kind of a measuring the the measuring stick for the Cougars. And so I, I think that it starts there. If BYU is going to going to win, they've got to to win up front. And then conversely, on the other side of the ball, it's the same story. Uh, Eric Mateos and Jeff Grimes, they know this BYU defense really, really well, you know, as well as any, any coordinator in the country. And so they've got to play better. BYU has to play better because that, that Baylor offensive line is, is very good. And, and they looked, you know, downright elite last year against, uh, against BYU. BYU couldn't do anything as soon as that ball was snapped. 
We are uh, visiting with Jeff Hansen from Cougar Sports Insider.com, uh, part of the 247 family. Jeff, uh, what can uh, what can Baylor expect? What's a, a night game in Provo? What what is that all about? What's the what's the feel? What's the atmosphere? What what what's the expectation? Yeah, you know, night games in Provo are a lot of fun. Uh, the BYU fans are really kind of accustomed to them. Uh, with, with the TV networks over the last decade, BYU has got this slot, this this eight o'clock local time kickoff slot. Very, very regularly. So, so it's not weird for BYU. So, so fans, they they come out and then they are excited. Uh, the environment will be fun, uh, and I I think that ba- this game against Baylor, you know, top ten program coming in, um, I think this is going to be as loud of an environment as uh, as Lavelle Edwards Stadium can offer. And when this place gets going here, it, it gets going, right? I mean, it's not an SEC stadium that has 100,000 people, but there will be 65,000 people strong, and it gets loud. The student section is big. Uh, and at, at a night game, it, it just feels like football in Provo. We're so used to it. It feels normal uh, out here. And so I don't think that uh, BYU fans, you know, they're not going to be tired. They're not going to be anything like that. It's a, it's a pretty rowdy environment, and it'll be a lot of fun. Hey Jeff, what are what are you working on for uh, CougarSportsInsider.com? Yeah, we're in the full swing of things out here at Cougar Sports Insider. A lot of recruiting coverage, a lot of obviously season coverage, and then a lot of excitement about the Big 12 Conference and the future of BYU athletics, and, and we're covering it all over at CougarSportsInsider.com. Hey Jeff, thanks. We appreciate your time today. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Good stuff right there. Uh, I love getting the perspective from uh, from the other side in in that that was uh, that was good stuff right there we appreciate his time all right uh, it is uh, 8 43 we're 17 away from nine o'clock this is game time here on espn central texas tom ward ryan we're glad you're with us again if you missed anything you can check it out at syntexsportsfan.com syntexsportsfan.com we'll have all of the uh, all the interviews up on a podcast and oh by the way uh if you happen to be oh i don't know out of town on a friday night and you're wondering about uh uh, the Temple Wildcats or the Waco Lions or the U-Dogs or whatever the case may be, you can stream the broadcast uh, and, and get a uh, streaming uh, edition of the broadcast on SyntexSportsFan.com. Uh, We've got it for you there. Uh, and uh, Someone was asking me the other day, he said, hey, they're going to be out of town. We're, you know, where can they get the game? But, yeah, it's easy. Go to SyntexSportsFan.com. There's, a, there's an icon there, and you just – you punch that up, and it'll ask you which game you want to listen to, and you can go right there and catch that game. All right, 17 away from 9. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us, and we're right back with more in just a moment. Waco Lions football on ESPN Central Texas. The Lions host the Granberry Pirates in a district opener this Thursday night. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Johnny Tuse and me this Thursday as the Lions take on Granberry, presented by Bird Coach at Ford. Our coverage of Lions football begins at 6.30 with the pregame show, the kickoff, and all the action at 7 o'clock. It's Waco and Granberry, presented by Bird Coach at Ford on ESPN Central Texas. I'm Amy Hunter, president of Jeff Hunter Toyota. With our state-of-the-art service and body shop, there's no need to go anywhere else. Our factory-trained technicians will take great care of you. I guarantee it. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. 
You're invited to experience the best carnival in Central Texas at the Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo this October. Grab the whole family and enjoy the games, thrill rides, and all your fair food favorites. Don't miss the opportunity to make memories that will last a lifetime. Purchase a fun pass at your local participating Sefco convenience stores for even more fun and excitement. Each one includes gate admissions and unlimited carnival rides each day of the fair, only $75. Visit hotfair.com today for more information. Are you opening a new business? Think about remodeling or painting your home? Grant Goss Contracting is a fully insured painting company that offers quality workmanship at affordable prices for commercial and residential projects. They are locally owned and operated, business servicing the Central Texas area since 1984. Contact Chris Goss at chris at ggcwaco.com and check them out on Facebook. Grant Goss Contracting is proud to support Waco ISD and the Waco High Lions. Did you know the average American pays over $500 a month for their car payment? What would you do if you didn't have to make that payment for 90 days? Where else could you use $1,500? Keep your car payments at Genco. Buy new or refinance your current vehicle and have no payments for 90 days. Take advantage of our low rates and no payments for 90 days. Only at Genco. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and low policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. Genco. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Five straight days of college football came to an end last night with Clemson beating Georgia Tech 41-10. Former Westlake quarterback Cade Klubnick tossed the final TD pass in that contest. Baylor could move up in the college football polls this week as Notre Dame and Utah both lost their season openers. Those polls expected to be released sometime later today. The NFL cranks up this week with a Thursday night game between the Bills and Chargers. Dallas hosts Tampa Bay Sunday night. The Texans host the Colts at noon on Sunday. A throwing error in the second proved to be the difference in a 1-0 win by the Astros over the Rangers. That three-game series in Houston continues tonight, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service and Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, 847, 13 away from nine. This is a, we got several things that we're going to get to here on the grab bag. Uh, but first, I want to start with uh, with all of us here at ESPN Central Texas sending our condolences to the family of Brother Joe Montgomery. Brother Joe passed away yesterday. Guys, he's been spreading the gospel on this radio station. He started in 1963 on this radio station. Before this radio station was KRZI, and it's been KRZI for a long time. I think it was KBGO or something like that. But Brother Joe started broadcasting on this station, on this radio station in 1963. And um, he passed away yesterday. 59 years for those looking for that. Absolutely, it is a very long time. Yep, dedicated, committed, and uh, and just I mean, what a tremendous human being he was. Uh, so to his family, we uh, we extend our condolences to you and uh, thinking about you and uh, got you guys in our prayers. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, I guess it's after eight o'clock, so I can do this. Uh, <laughs> the Rangers got beat yesterday. Really, one to nothing. Nine losses in a row. How many of those 
So you st- that was my thunder you just took. How many of those are one-run losses? I think they've got like 22 or 23 one-run oh, losses. They've got more than that. Oh, do they really? I think they're like four. I thought they were like four and 18 or four and 20 or something. I don't know. No, they're worse than that. It's You know, and if you're 500 in those games, that gets you a little closer to your – you know, to, to 500 if you're 500 in those games, but you're, you're clearly not. And it's just, I don't know. I did, did, is, did, I, I don't know if he was a serious candidate, but is Tony Beasley no longer a candidate because this team has played equally as bad, if not worse since, since they fired the manager? Well, I mean, you didn't expect it to get better. Did you? Sometimes you get a little juice. Well, they got a little juice when after the first couple of games, they they won those. Then it came crashing back down to reality that this is a horrible baseball team. Then why'd you fire the manager? Because he's a horrible manager too. How do you know if it's a horrible? Because he's- some of the decisions he made were absolutely terrible, and 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 leaving guys out there too long, and and going to the mound, not not hitting and running in certain situations when he needed to do it. I mean, I again, you're asking the wrong guy because I was not a big fan of Chris Woodward. I just didn't like the way he managed the game. I didn't like the, the answers he gave. And so um, I, I think it was way past time for him to go. All right. I mean, that's fair, and that's an opinion. And, and, and But for me, I, I wasn't sold on Chris Woodward either. However, with that said – if you've got a bad roster and you're expecting the manager to work miracles, it's not going to happen. Well, I don't I don't need him to work miracles, but I need him to make better decisions. And so the next guy up, if we're expecting him to make better decisions and the results are still the same. Is he making this is he making better decisions and the results are still the same or is he making the same type of decisions that Chris Woodward did? I don't know. I, I here's what I do know athletics, sports, competition is a bottom line business. Either you win or you lose. And this team is in the midst of a nine-game skid. They're one and nine in their last ten. They're 58 and 76. We kept saying that they had a triple-A roster a year ago, and they won 60 games. They're not to 60 yet. I suspect they'll get to 60. We got another month left in the season. They could win two more games. But is it going to be significantly better with all the money they spent on players? No. 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 Not no, no, no. Man, they could win the rest of the games this, you know, <laughs> that they play and it's not going to be significantly better. That's the huge disappointment for me. My goal for this team, it maybe was your ridiculous. goal was to get to the playoffs and and <laughs> well, that's see in the world well, series. Well, you know what? If it's not your goal, then something's wrong. Well, is it a realistic goal? No. no. But my realistic goal was for this team to be around 500 at the end of the year. No way. And I don't know why they weren't. They don't have the roster for it. To play 500 baseball? No. What were they lacking? Uh, they need a bigger bat. They needed some help behind Martin Perez in the starting rotation. They need a bullpen. They need a closer. They need a catcher that can call a game. I mean, would you like me to continue? 
You're just down on them. I'm not down you on them. You are down on them. <laughs> you're, 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 you hated them from the during spring training. You hated it's, them. It's a bad roster. But this was a, it was an improved roster. Yeah, you got two guys up the middle. It was $580 million worth of improved roster. I don't care. It was not enough. You did not you know, do anything for your pitching. And here's the crazy part. What wins part? the games? You're yeah, a baseball well, guy. What it, wins? It's it's pitching. Thank you. And here's the crazy part of that whole thing. What they got out of Martin Perez was not the expectation. No, that, they had that, was a, that landed in that their was, lap. That was freebie bonus wins right there. They landed in their lap. He was, you know, three, four, we'll maybe. We'll let this old guy hang around and see what he has, and maybe he can be Nobody a, else wants him, so we'll take him. Maybe he'll be a leader in, the, in, in this rotation and show these young guys, you know, what it is to be a major leaguer. You know, what we get out of him is, is absolute bonus. They didn't expect an all-star. But, you know, we talked to the baseball people, and the baseball people thought that this could be, you know, Jeff Wilson uh, and, and those guys that we talk to all the time. They thought this would be a much better. They, Jeff, they didn't. They, they didn't have the visions of postseason. I no, get that. No, but they but thought they, it was going to be a much better yeah. roster. Well, yeah, it, and overall roster is a little bit better. It's improved, but it's not playoff material by any stretch no, of the imagination. But they, and they and thought this, it would equate to more wins. And it's not going to equate to significantly more wins. The, it is not. The the roster is okay. The rotation is terrible and the bullpen is terrible and that's that's the difference the roster is is improved just because you have those two guys and and i you got to get some more help there's no doubt and so you better better figure it out this offseason whether you're going to dump some of those prospects you have to to make some big trades that are going to turn some heads or bring or, them up and let them get their brains or, beat out. Let them or play. Or you open up. Well, I don't think you do that. I, you, you either have to trade or you have to open up the checkbook in free agency. That's your only. If you're going to be on target for the 2023 season, like you've been saying all along, you've got to open up the checkbook in free agency, or you've got to trade some of these dudes that you got that you think can get it done. Yeah, Bringing the, them up is not going to get it done. This team is not going to be playoff ready in 2023. Well, that, that, that's that, delusional that the, now. That's what I know it was. was. I know it was. That, that's why this team is so disappointing. Is because this team was supposed to get you close, and next team, next year's team was supposed to get you over the hump. This bitter. team just – I bitter. am. <laughs> you get it right, I'm bitter. I want to see a winner in Arlington. I'm getting old. Yes, you. Do. I'm not gonna. I'm not apologizing for wanting them to win, and wanting them to win now. You know this 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 plan that they had. You know, 2023. Let's what? Let's go. Get it to 2023. You're 17 at back in the in the wild card, so they're still in that race. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We gotta. Is it time? Do we gotta get out? <laughs> John's up at three. Matt's there at four. We'll talk. We'll talk in the morning at seven. Right here. Quit hanging oh. around Stephanie in the mornings. Uh, maybe so. That wine. ESPN Central Texas.